Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Shares in Sydney and Tokyo are jumping this morning, starting the week off on a bullish note. Banks are leading the way in Sydney, where the ASX 200 is up more than 2%. In Tokyo, the Nikkei is trading 1% higher. Seoul is in the green as well. Markets in China are closed today for the Golden Week holidays. The big story, dominating investor attention, U.S. President Donald Trump's health. The U.S. President is currently hospitalized with COVID-19. Joining me now for more is Ryan Huang. Quick wrap of your weekend, Ryan. Well, pretty much a very good weekend. So how was yours, Michelle? Terrific. I am rejuvenated and ready to kick off Monday. Friday, though, afternoon, local time, flurry of Texas came my way and the world was caught by surprise as well when we learned that U.S. President Donald Trump and his wife have COVID-19. They've been hospitalized. Several members of the U.S. President's inner circle and three U.S. senators have COVID as well. Information about the U.S. President's health has been contradictory at times, though there are reports reports that he could be released from hospital as early as Monday. So Ryan, what's the latest? Okay, going about by what we have been seeing in the past 24 hours, it seems like there is more positive news coming out around his situation. So just in the past few hours, he was seen uh, in a motorcade. So going past his supporters, waving to them. And on Twitter, he posted a video saying how he has been well taken care of in hospital and he's been learning a lot about COVID-19. And by some accounts, he's in good spirits. Uh, but like you pointed out, the past weekend has seen a lot of contradictory um, accounts. Initially, you had some people saying uh, he didn't need oxygen, but then that was turned around and flipped about because of some inconsistencies with the approach towards messaging. They tried to paint a more positive picture than what it was initially. Then they started, started back down and tried to give a more truer account. So going by what you're seeing right now, markets are initially on Friday reacted with a knee-jerk reaction. So that saw a bit of a pullback. In fact, the STI, we saw it down by 1.2% on the news. Then as things started to get digested, we saw markets clawing back some of those losses. So the STI was actually just down by 0.2% by the end of Friday. So a very similar picture to what we saw on Wall Street as well, uh, clawing back some of those losses. Yeah, so US President Donald Trump has definitely been trying to project an image of strength despite his illness. As you mentioned, two videos over the Mm. weekend from Walter Reed National Military Medical Center and a drive-by recently outside the hospital to wave to supporters. I want to explore with you for a minute the medical treatment that Trump is receiving. He's been given an experimental antibody cocktail developed by the drug maker Regeneron. Regeneron is a publicly listed company. So what news does what does news that the US president is taking your drug mean for this company and has Regeneron's share price been affected? Like you would expect, Regeneron's stock price went up. In after hours trading is up by around 3.6%, now trading at around $585.50. And that of course got a bit of a boost of the um, Trump news. And a fun fact, mm. Donald Trump used to be a shareholder in Regeneron and Gilead Sciences. Uh, but going by later statements, disclosure statements, he is no longer a shareholder. That's a fun fact. Mm. Of course, this uh, 
drug is just one of many that are in the experimental stage uh, used for treating people with mild to moderate forms of the disease. So hopefully he gets well soon. Yeah. And just a note, uh, Trump has also been given dexamethasone, and that's a steroid, very common, a drug more typically used, though, in severe cases. This weekend's headlines appear to have bolstered Joe Biden's lead in the polls. With less than a month remaining until the U.S. election day, Biden has a double-digit lead, according to some pollsters. The site I looked at, 538, which is owned by the New York Times, puts Biden's chances of victory at about 80%. So at this point, Ryan, what are investors saying about what a Biden victory will mean for the markets and are there particular assets that are expected to rise? Yeah, with Biden's victory, it is a bit of a double-edged sword, I guess, Mm. because on one hand, you've got him being painted as someone who will be more um, restrictive in terms of regulations. He might put more regulations to control some of the um, markets. And you also might see him roll back or cut back some of those tax cuts that Donald Trump had issued in his earlier years. Uh, But on the flip side, he is not a tariff man. He might be more... um, I guess, collaborative on the international stage. So that could be a good boost for the economy in other ways. So it is, I think, net-net quite neutral in terms of how uh, this is going to play out. But I think in the short term, what markets are looking out for is the, is the U.S. fiscal stimulus package. And with COVID-19 affecting Donald Trump, there's now this sense of urgency perhaps that with him being affected, he might push on for this uh, package to be um, done. And also with Friday's jobs report, that was slightly disappointing. So that adds another dimension that the uh, growth picture in the US may be slowing down. So all in, I think markets are getting quite a bit of a positive reaction going into Monday. In fact, going by the futures for Wall Street, we are expecting markets to open higher, bouncing Mm -hmm. back from Friday. In fact, Stephen Innes, chief market strategist at AXI and a friend of this show, notes that the yen and the Chinese yuan are gaining. He also thinks that gold is a good hedge moving forward. So traditional assets aside, Ryan, have you ever thought about investing in music like K-pop? That's music pay. (laughs) Uh, That's a tough question. It pays if you are a big boy band. Yeah, I like the sound of that. A leading K-pop company, Big Hit Entertainment, is preparing for an IPO this month. And one of its hottest properties just became the first South Korean group to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Tell us more. Yeah, so we are talking about BTS, or actually their label, um, Big Hit Entertainment. So uh, that IPO will be a big hit. And this is something in the news today because retail investors in Korea will be able to apply for its shares um, today and tomorrow. So 20% of what is going to be uh, made uh, listed or the new shares will be given to retail investors and the rest to institutional investors. And like you would expect, stand by for a flood of fans to <laughs> apply for the stock. And a couple of um, market numbers or metrics to look at, right? What's interesting is um, this was priced at the top of the range. So this puts the valuation for Big Hit Entertainment at around $4 billion, and that is bigger than the three next labels combined, JYP, SM Entertainment, and YG. So big hit in terms of market cap is bigger than all three combined. And looking at the earnings ratio, it is implying a earnings ratio of around 76 times. That is double the earnings ratio of its um, counterparts, the other labels, and five times 
what you would pay for Samsung Electronics, a tech giant. So <laughs> this gives you a sense of how lofty the valuations and pricing is already for this um, stock before it trades. Wow. Okay, so this is going to show the strength of individual investors, isn't it? I can, I can just see the book, Fandom Economics, Big Hit Style. Yeah. I'll write that one. All right, let's bring the discussion home. Last week, we discussed the leadership transition at Singtel. The Telcos Group CEO Chua Sok-kung is stepping down at a time when the company's financial position is deteriorating. There's an interesting article in our sister publication, The Business Times, this morning arguing that Singtel is not handling the leadership transition well. Ben Paul, writing that Singtel should take a leaf from Keppel's book when it comes to investor communications. Walk us through his argument. Yeah, a very good article by Ben Paul. And essentially, the message is, like any successful relationship, the important factor is communication. And it's quite ironic when you talk about telco. So this really takes the pun to another level, right? You need to really communicate with your shareholders in order for them to understand and appreciate and back your company. So he is comparing Singtel's current state of matters to Capital. So there is a bit of parallel because Capital has been in recent years going through a bit of a slump in terms of some of his business segments, oil and gas and um Overall, there has been some um, negative sentiment around its stock. And in Singtel, that is also playing out in the telco space uh, because overseas markets haven't been doing well. And you've also got things like 5G that they need to invest in. So that will mean uh, potentially more debt, more spending. And that will mean it is going to see a tougher time in terms of getting profits back before they or the, they would need to spend more to get the profits in first. So that is the picture we have for Singtel. And in fact, um, that is being priced in in recent months. Mm. Last month, we saw Singtel's stock price uh, trading around 12-year lows at mm. $2.10. So that is something um, Ben Paul is saying. Um, take a page out of Capital's playbook because last week or so, Capital came out with a meeting with analysts and, and media painting how they will monetize um, their assets to the tune of $17.5 billion. So very clear communication around how they will turn around the business. Whereas compared to Singtel, uh, Ben Paul was saying, no, hey, there's a new CEO. Maybe it's time for me to buy the stock. But when he read into the announcements and the uh, statements that came out, it seemed like it was going to be business as usual. And he didn't get a sense of how things would turn around, how growth would be revived. And that is it. Um, ben, ben Paul is saying it uh, needs to happen more for Singtel. They need to communicate with shareholders how the turnaround story will be crafted. Yeah, good article by Ben there. The Straits Times Index contracted a bit on Friday, but still managed to post a 1% gain for the week. It finished off a few points below the 2500 mark, though, at 2496. How's it doing this morning, Ryan? Okay, just taking a quick look for some of the top movers. Like you mentioned, uh, we are looking at um, Singtel first. And taking a quick look at Singtel, that is now trading at 216, so still flat at opening minutes. And looking at Capital Corporation, uh, that is up by 0.9% right now, trading at $4.40, or $4.44. And taking a quick look across the STI universe, down the top movers, Samcorp Marine is up by 0.6%. And if you take a look at the banks, that is also doing quite well, led by DBS, which is up 1%. Uh, that is uh, 
Another another song I'm tracking is Thai Bev that's up by 1.6%. On Friday, it was under pressure because it was waiting on news from the Vietnamese government uh, whether they would divest their stake in Sabico. So that is something to track if that announcement will be forthcoming this week. All right, that's Market View. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Stand by. Good book to read. Come your way. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.